This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Um, Thank you all so much. It makes my heart so happy to see all of you in this room and just to know that we are creating something that is continuing to expand and grow and that that's not a me, that's a we. We're doing it together. And maybe some of you have brought friends with you or family members today that have, are just trying this out for the first time. And if that's the case, we welcome you. We're so glad that you're willing to check it out. Um, today, because it's the start of 2023, you know, I, I just always think in terms of starting over and, and what kind of course corrections do I want to make? What do I want to create in this world? And I think that culturally we all do that, even though it's, a, it's not a seasonally appropriate time to be thinking of that, it's a calendar appropriate time. So whatever it is, we, we work with what we've got. Um, so when we think about creating, I think it's important to consider How do we create? How does that work? And so I want to talk about the creation stories in the Bible, and I want to talk about the process of creation so that we have a way to to explore how to move forward in our lives. In In the Bible stories, as I've said before, they are stories. Okay, but they're mystical stories. And so if you approach them in a more mystical way rather than a literal way, you can learn a lot that is helpful from them. There are three different creation stories and they're all different. The most recent one is actually in the Gospel of John and he says, in the beginning, was the Word. And the Word was with God and from God, and from this is created all that was made. And what what does that mean, the Word? It means the vibration. So there is this force, this power, this vibration that creates all that is. So when Lisa's leading us in the bowls, you could feel that vibration in the room, right? And, and it wasn't just the bowls, it was the bowls in harmony with all of us. And we are coming back into resonance with who we are. We are energy. And we get, we get confused because we have these physical forms and we think we're this. And we think we're limited by whatever the thisness is. But that's not truth. Truth is that we are energetic vibrations, and we are vibrating in the moment, this world, into being. The other two stories of creation are both in Genesis, and they're different. We're probably, if I had to pick one, most familiar with the story of Adam and Eve, which actually starts out in Genesis 2. That story is the most... um, the oldest story out of them all. It it was created in about 900 BC, and it's the story of how the people of that time thought the world worked in terms of, you know, how did that happen? Remember, this is a pre-scientific era, 
but it's, it's more about the human condition and why is it the way it is. The second creation story is the beginning of the Bible. And that's the one where it says, in the beginning, there were, you know, the, the sh clouds over the waters, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that it was good. And then it goes on with seven more days of creation. This was never an attempt to say that the earth was created in seven days, in seven centuries, in seven um, epochs. It was not a scientific story. It was a story that was actually designed to solidify the Jewish people after they had been sent into exile. They were in exile in Babylon, and they were unable, or they, they were concerned about losing their identity as a people because there were temptations all around. And, and part of what happened in the, that ancient civilization as one tribe conquered another, then they assimilated. And so, the risk was that there would be no Jewish people after the Babylonian captivity, which went on for about 50 years. And so in an effort to do that, they created two things that they hoped would solidify their people. One was circumcision, and one was the Sabbath. And the Sabbath was the day of rest. And so they created this creation story of seven days, with the seventh day being the Sabbath, where God rests, in order to have a story of their people. So that's where the seven days come from. It is not supposed to be, you know, I know there have been a lot of arguments about evolution, but there's the seven days, and, you know, and trying to fit that into science. It was never designed to be science. But if you look at that particular story, which I think for the purposes of creation is the more interesting one, first of all, the Bible itself begins with a hymn of praise. So that format of let there be, and it was so, and God saw that it was good, that comes out of a hymn of praise. That's, that's the whole style of it. And so this sacred text is organized to begin with praise. And when we think about creation, praise is like gratitude, it's like awe, it takes in all of those. It's like, whoa, look at this. Look at what we have. Look at who we are. So when we want to create, that is the beginning. We start out not with, oh, the world is broken and what's wrong, which is our human tendency, right? We look at what's wrong and we want to fix it. But what, what we're learning from this sacred text is start out with praise. Get yourself, because it's a vibration. 
So try it right now. Close your eyes, and I don't care what you're focusing on internally to make you do this. It could be, you know, it could be the two-year-old in your life. It could be, you know, the beautiful sunrise. Whatever it is, just go, whoa. Let's make that noise out loud. Whoa. And just notice the feeling in your body when you vibrate. Whoa. Now try it with something. Everybody in the room has got something that you want to create, right? Some, whether it's a course correct or something that you've been working on for a while, that beautiful book that Lawrence is talking about, or you know, the, your new eating plan, or the new house that you're building, or going to find, you know, whatever it is. Think about that. And start out with what is right now. And just go, whoa. I mean, you want to create more health? Let's start out with this body we've got. I don't care what, what's the issues it's got, because we've all got issues. Just start with it and go, Whoa, whoa, look what I've got to work with. You know that story of Jesus in the Bible, how he's got 5,000 to feed and he's got two fishes and five loaves of bread or the vice versa? And it's like he starts with, whoa, look at this, what I can do with this. How different is that energy from Oh, crap, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> you know, it makes a difference where we start. It makes a difference. And our human tendency, let's be compassionate with ourselves, our human tendency is to notice what's wrong. That's, that's an evolutionary Good thing, because if that tiger is lurking and it's close and it's going to get us and we don't notice it, we're at dinner, okay? It's a good thing that we notice there's a problem over here. But we take that and we, we have elevated it to an art form. We are so good at noticing what is wrong. And we need to reverse that in order to create a world that is just humming with beauty and kindness, which is what we want. We want that for everyone. We want it for the lobsters and the whales and, and all of it. And the starting point is awe. Now, I talked about Charles Fillmore earlier and, and how he was really a mystic. And one of the things that he did, he came up with all these metaphysical interpretations of so many things. He's, he's got a metaphysical Bible dictionary that is that thick. And if, truthfully for me, that's like those dream dictionaries. Oh, if you dream this, it means that. Well, maybe. Maybe it means that. But, you know, for me personally, I just, I prefer to figure it out for myself. What does it mean for me? So I don't, 
I don't relate so much to that, but he has, he has this creative process that he came up with from these first seven days recorded in the Bible. And he talks about um, what they mean, and I'm going to share it with you, and you can take it if it helps. The first one, let there be light. He said, let our thoughts be illumined. That's what it means. So we start out this process of creation by going into the silence and letting our mind be illumined by divinity, by remembering who we are. That's the beginning. And then let there be a firmament. So the firmament, you would think that means solid ground. It actually, in those days, meant this dome that separated the earth from what was outside of the earth. And this is, again, pre-scientific guess on how it works. And it kind of, you know, if you look out there, it kind of looks like there could be a dome, and, and it separates the waters, but then waters come down, so it lets them in. And, you know, anyway, that's what they thought it was, a dome. And in his interpretation of it, it represents faith. It, it represents a firm foundation. What can we stand on? And if we're going to create, we need to begin with faith. And it has to be solid. The word affirmation and firmament, you notice firm is in the middle of both of those. So it, it means standing firm in our faith. I want to create this. Who am I that's doing the creating? The unity first principle is I am, is all there is. And the second principle, logically, if I am is all that is, I am, I am. I am one with the creator. I am vibrating this whole creation into form now. And I hold that knowing with faith. And what am I vibrating? I, I know that through these illumined thoughts. That's what I want to vibrate. And then the third day is dry land. And that re represents, to Charles Fillmore, imagination. What am I going to put there? So it determines the forms of my desired good. Like if you say, oh, okay, I'm going to create this year. Well, what are you going to create? I, I don't know. Something. Something. What are you going to create? Nothing. You have, to, you have to put a form to it, and you use the power of your imagination to do that. So when you're thinking about what do you want to create, you want to harness your imagination connected to your illumined thoughts and come up with what is it? Put a form to it. And then we go back to the fourth day. So that's the, we've got the let there be with light in general and then the firmament and then the earth. And now we start to put things into it. 
So on the fourth day, there's two great lights. And he says they represent understanding and will. So if you want to create, you better have will. You better understand what you want to create and then have the will to do it. Lawrence talked about how he gets up at 4.30 every morning and he works on this book. That is a process of will. You make a decision, you're going to do something, and you follow through on it. And yeah, it'd be easier to roll over. But your will says, no, I am willing to create this. And so I follow through. The fifth day is the fish and the fowl. All, all of those beings are created. And that represents discernment using spiritual consciousness, not sense consciousness, to decide what is. So you're using your discernment in the process of your creation. The sixth day is humans are created. And that represents, so it's male and female, and that represents love and wisdom, the whole person, the whole being. We have to bring wholeness, love and wisdom to our creation. Love particularly in the form of desire. What do you want? What do you, do you desire to vibrate into form? And then love, the nature of love is to love everything indiscriminately. But if you want to create, you need wisdom to narrow it down, to know what is right for you to create at this time out of all the possibilities that exist. And then finally is the Sabbath. And this means the mind rests assured that creation is happening. We don't second guess. We don't say, oh, did I do enough? Is it going to work? We just rest in that knowing. So that's Charles Fillmore's creative process. I also want to talk about how we are creating as a we. Um, Mark Nepo, in this beautiful book, More Together Than Alone, one of the stories he talks about, um, just get the right one here. There's a quote. He said, life is an unfinished painting that joins us together over time. Aware of it or not, we keep adding to another's expression, scratching the same wall of experience, creating an ever-evolving mandala of what it means to be alive. And he talks about this aboriginal man who was talking about the, um, the cave paintings. And the aboriginal man said in his culture, when they see a painting, especially if it's, if it's fading, they paint onto it. You know, and we think we're used to hearing about petroglyphs that we see and, you know, or the famous cave paintings in France, and, and it would be, you know, desecrating to go in and paint over it, we think. But in their culture, that's what they do because they are keeping it alive. We have this idea of separation and oneness. It's all on me. This is my thing I'm creating. 
just me, that is false. We do not create alone. We create together. We create over time. Like that thing in the Bible about there's nothing new under the sun. You know, and sometimes that, that paralyzes us in the creative process because we say, oh, I've got this idea for a book, say. Well, there's a lot of books already. And whatever your topic is, there's probably a lot of books about that topic. But there's only one you and your voice, and your voice is part of the symphony of creation. And as you put your all into it, knowing that your all is part of a we, you create something that is more beautiful. There's another quote in here. I became certain that the things that matter are unfinished paintings that everyone creates and no one owns. More deeply, we are created each time we touch the breath of being, and each time we add a stroke, we are connected to everyone who ever lived. And sometimes we are briefly aware that we are living parts of the most elemental community of all, the community of life force that moves through everything. So as we hold what we want to create as a community, we stand together to create a global ecosystem of unity, deep wisdom, and loving kindness. That's what we're creating. And we're doing it through various forms. And each one of us gets to make a stroke in that painting. Some of us will say yes to being on the board. Some of us are at a stage of saying yes to being members. Some of us will say, like Donna, when we said to her, why don't you do a vision board thing for this year? And she said, oh, I don't know how, but yes. <laughs> Some of, you know, whatever is your call, listen, listen in the deep, because we're all speaking together. And there's nobody here. I, re I remember a friend of mine in Australia had, he had this um, habit of fixing things. And somehow, he always ended up with screws and nuts that didn't go back in. He had a whole jar of those. So that was, that was his particular way of fixing. But in life, there are actually no spare parts. None of us sitting here is like, oh, well, we're the one that nobody needed. We're the one that doesn't have something to do. We, we were just like the hanging chad or something that didn't belong, that came out wrong. And that's not true for any of us. No matter what your story is, 
It is part of the medicine that has made you exactly who you are, poised on the edge of creating the brilliance that is yours to create. Just as we can't have a beautiful rainbow if one of those colors is missing, we can't recreate this beautiful world without you. And it is an ongoing process. There's a model of creation that we get from looking at the Bible. It's a production model. God did this. He put the sky, and he put the land, and he put the animals, and, and then he rested. All done. That's a model. But the truer creation is a vibration. It's an emanation that is constantly happening from the divine. It is never finished. We are never finished. Even when we take our last physical breath, we continue as energy, and we're not finished. Whether we go on to live another lifetime or we go on to explore other planets or who knows what all happens out there, we just know that energy is never destroyed and we are energy. We are part of the divine field, a vibrational field that is always creating. And so when you are tempted to think, I can't, it's too hard, I don't have what it takes. I think that is a time for a collective bullshit. It's not true. It's not true at all. What is true is who am I? I am one with all that is. And we are creating together. We are never alone. We are the divine, and this is our work to do.